You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Welcome Into Tomorrow for the weekend of September 2nd, 2022, during our 27th year on the air. And we're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. And you know what happens one week from today? What's that? Well, you should know. Well, I do know, but I'm trying to build the excitement for the audience. Oh, are you building? I'm building. Are you excited? I am. All right. One week from today, we bring you part one from Berlin, Germany and <laughs> IFA. Oh, my gosh. He's too excited. So we hope that you stay tuned because lots of coverage planned. All the radio interviews will also be... On video, so you can come and see the guests, more importantly, see their various products that they're showing. And of course, following the break due to the pandemic, IFA, known as the world's leading trade fair for consumer electronics and home appliances, features the latest innovations and tech trends, as well as a wide range of leisure activities for young and old. And it's back. And we are back because for two years, we haven't physically been there. Um, two years ago, we had a virtual coverage of IFA, and then last year, they had nothing. So now that all that nonsense is over, we're not having to wear masks or anything, even on the plane. God forbid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're headed to Berlin. So today's broadcast are a whole bunch of things that you very likely haven't heard, but we're in the middle of traveling and setting up our broadcast booths in Berlin f to bring you our coverage. And don't forget that our Ask Dave hotline is open. If you hear anything on our EFA coverage you want to know more about, call us, 800-899-INTO, or use the Into Tomorrow app or that Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Robert in Miami listens online and participates with the Into Tomorrow Ask Dave button Aha -ha, at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Robert. My question today is about the Baofeng GT5R ham radio that is commonly sold for about $28. Uh, for people that just want to listen in, is it a good idea to buy such a radio, or would you recommend a scanner instead? And also, could you tell us what it takes to become uh, a two-meter operator these days? What kind of licensing, what kind of tests do we expect? Is there a fee involved for using a tower, repeater, etc.? Thank you, Dave. Whew. Well, we'll do our best, Robert. If you just want to listen in, you're, of course, better off just buying a scanner. Two-way radio use requires a license. Just listening does not. If you still want to get the license, then a basic license called a technician license will cost you a $35 license fee, a $15 exam fee, 
and the study materials, which may cost you another $30 or so. The most expensive part will, of course, be the equipment. A technician license or higher will allow you to run a repeater, but you will most likely face other hurdles. You may need to get a permit of some kind within your city or county, your municipality, to make the antenna be able to get put up. And someone will likely want to check it to make sure it's not likely to fall down or fly off in high winds, for example. Which, being in Miami, those winds on those towers is something we really got to be concerned about. <laughs> Very true. Uh, now, overall, the process is relatively painless. It takes some studying, an exam, and you're good to go. Now, a technician license will grant you access to 17 or so frequencies. A general license will allow you to use the frequencies below 30 megahertz. And an extra license will allow you to access the rest of amateur radio frequencies. Wow. Uh, but if you just listen sending in, then you won't need any of those unless you want to run a repeater. Yeah. So there, I think, is the best information, Robert, for you is, is just get a scanner first and listen. And if you find that, you know, I'd really love to be able to talk to some of these people. Okay, good. Well, now you find that it is of interest. And then go with the technician license first and see how much you use it and how much fun you can have with it and learn and that sort of thing. And then go on to the general and the extra because if you want to start with the extra, hey, good for you, kudos. But I don't know that it would be something you do regularly. Maybe. Let us know. Larry in Apex, North Carolina, listens on AM680 WPTF, sends the following email. By the way, Larry, we'd love to hear you next time. But thank you for remembering to tell us where you are and how you hear the show. So that's good. Larry asks, is it worth trying to replace Windows with Linux on older PCs and laptops that are slowly grinding to a halt? We have one desktop and two laptops in our house that are getting old and processing slower and slower with each Windows update. Do you recommend switching to Linux? And if so, which flavor? Red Hat, Ubuntu, or is it not worth doing? Well, Larry, it really depends on what you want to do. The first thing you should accept is that Linux is not Windows, and you'll need to get used to a new operating system. New software, new ways of talking about certain tasks and components, if you will. You may or may not be satisfied if you switch to Linux. But if most of what you do is online, or you're willing to learn how to use a new operating system and new software to do what you've been used to doing with Windows, then it could definitely work. Yeah, there are much lighter weight Linux distributions out there than modern versions of Windows, and Linux can be made to run successfully on older hardware. If you're trying Linux, a Debian-based distribution is a good starting point. Ubuntu is extremely popular and very good. Mint is based on Ubuntu and very well liked. Debian itself is very good. Uh, Debian sticks to a slower release schedule in an effort to release truly stable versions, which is welcome. Uh, steer clear of uh, CentOS. So it's uh, used to be powerful and popular, but it's been discontinued. But I love what you're trying to do, Larry. So let us know if it works for you. Maybe do one of the machines, the oldest one first. And see if it's something you can deal with. And if not, you still have an older Windows machine you can do other stuff with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Tim in Miami Lakes, Florida, just down the street, apparently, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Tim. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. Crew, my son-in-law, seems to be having issues with his internet going down at home. He's got an internet company that's not quite working so well, so he needs a hotspot. So I need your suggestion on what hotspot would work the best for him at home. He works on a computer, and 
this should be probably only for a backup as his internet at home in his apartment goes down in Miami Lakes about once a week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks, Tim, for participating, too. The main question is, who has better service around your son-in-law's home? All the major cell phone service providers offer roughly comparable service. They're all capped, though. They call it unlimited, but the high speed is limited. Once you reach a threshold, your speeds will typically be throttled. The cap will vary. For example, Verizon offers plans that cost between $20 and $30 and are capped at 15 gigabytes and 30 gigabytes of fast data speed, respectively. Now, AT&T offers plans from $25 to $55 a month, ranging from 15 gig to 100 gigabytes of high speed. Uh, T-Mobile has similar plans, but also offers a home internet replacement hub that they charge $50 for, and it does include real unlimited data. Uh, that, however, is not yet available in Miami Lakes. I know that because, as we talked about in the last segment, I also live in Miami Lakes and have been trying to find an alternative to my internet that also keeps going out at home. Thank Great. you, Comcast. So, like like they tease you, we're now teasing Tim. Yeah. It's like, well, there's this, but you can't get it yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that I think T-Mobile's solution will work any better for me, since, as I mentioned, I have basically no T-Mobile signal at my house anyway. Um, your best bet, Tim, will really just boil down to who has the best service around me, or you. Um, they all offer the 5G hotspots, but do they offer 5G around you? Are their towers overloaded? If they are, your connection speeds will drop. Now, there's also the option of just using a phone's own hotspot. Many plans already include an allotment of high-speed hotspot data that is comparable to what the dedicated hotspot plans provide in a month. So if he's not using a lot of data and uploading a lot of files and that sort of thing, that may work for him at least in the meantime. Let us know if it does work for him, and we hope it does. Rod in Idaho listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, brought to you, by the way, by Blueberry. And we love you for it, participating with the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Rod. Hello, Dave, Chris, and Cameron. How are the Yamaha MusicCast system and the Marantz Helios system similar, and how are they different? Which ones do you think would be used to use? Ah, good questions. We love the questions from our audience because it helps others understand some of this tech as well. Well, Rod, both are wireless music systems. Specifically, both allow their devices to speak to each other wirelessly. The general idea, of course, is to be able to have wireless speakers connected to some common source. They're both proprietary, so the main difference is what brand they will work with. In other words, if you opt for Yamaha's system, you won't be able to connect a B&O speaker, for example, to it, or a Bose speaker, or a Toshiba subwoofer, or anything else for that matter. Yeah, now, other than that, both systems are comparable, and the wireless feature mainly is a plus that allows you to easily place a speaker anywhere you want. Uh, the sound quality won't be noticeably different because of the wireless feature, but it might be different from speaker to speaker. Uh, now, one thing that the Morant system has going for it is that it's explicitly compatible with AirPlay, Google Assistant, and Alexa. Yamaha only lists Google Assistant and Alexa, uh, although I've uh, you actually have a Yamaha Music Cast system, and I've mm-hmm. connected AirPlay to it, so I think it yeah. does AirPlay as well. It does. Um, but So you may have... Uh, 
an edge with the Morant system if you have an Apple product. Now, having said that, the hardware here should matter more, and it's likely to outlast your current smartphones and laptops anyway. Yeah, very true. But great question, Rod. Let us know what you end up with, because it will help other listeners as well. And I hope we have been of some assistance. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. Of course, while the huge annual cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway is basically over as of now because we're in route to berlin so it's the end of the summer and we've got the big ifa show to broadcast from if a couple of calls still trickle in you will very likely win some of the remaining goodies that are available yes sir all right that's the plan. And then even after the summer giveaway is over, we still have regular weekly prizes that we're awarding. Of course. Some of which, if all of the summer giveaway, we had so much stuff again this year for the summer giveaway, some becomes regular goodies for giveaway. So even if we're just down from a three-hour radio show to a one-hour podcast, of course you subscribe to our free podcast, right? You can still participate. The show as you know it will be just jam-packed with great stuff as a weekly podcast. So we've come full circle, having kind of started digitally, started on the air. We grew up on technology, and we're back to technology, yeah? Yeah. And, of course, we want to remind you, as we try to do at least once or twice on every week's show, that there are three or four very important things that you need to remember. And Chris is going to start holding up fingers now so he remembers. Yes. Uh, back up your important data. Don't want to hold up that finger. And then um, how – you don't hold up that <laughs> finger. Exactly. Um, and not just backed up at your own computer, but in the cloud or off-prem or both. Right. All right. Uh, check your spam filters regularly because you may have some uh, legit emails in there. Oh, like from Graveline.com. Yeah. As well as family or otherwise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, participate and win, and uh, download those or subscribe to those free Into Tomorrow podcasts. You definitely want to do that. And where do they do that from? At intotomorrow.com. Rod in Pasco, Washington, listens on KMAX 840 AM. Hello, Rod. Welcome Into Tomorrow. I work at a community college, and we have been moving instructors over to uh, Surface Pro setups with dual monitors and a docking station in order for them to uh, utilize them in their office and take their computer to the classroom to draw on their PowerPoints or whatever they need to do to make a lesson more engaging. 
and also then take it home and possibly do a Zoom lesson. So we have been using tablets, love them, love the Surface Pro and what it does, the versatility, and so that's what we've been doing. Thanks. Well, thank you. We always love it when listeners help other listeners. So Rod was replying uh, to a call we had, I think, last week on the show about something similar. But it's cool how he, you know, helps out with how they are using this technology. So that's very cool. Todd sends us the following email, but when he did, he didn't tell us where he's writing from and how he hears the show. So we're just going to assume it's online, but he says... Dave, have you discussed dual-SIM phones? I have read about them, but have not found anyone that has had hands-on experience. Mm. I have several friends that carry two or three phones, but none of them have considered this option. Any thoughts? Well, we do have some thoughts. Uh, Dual-SIM phones these days, Todd, mainly rely on an eSIM rather than a physical SIM for the second line, but they work just fine. Uh, you'll see two signal bars on the phone, and it'll be able to choose the line from which to make the call and send a text message from which line to use for data so you can actually go back and forth. Yeah, lines can also be turned on or off, so you can have a single active line on weekends or holidays or whenever you want to make yourself unavailable. I'd like to make myself unavailable quite often. Yeah, you do that regularly. Um, uh, overall, it's it's a good feature that is far nicer and cheaper than having two phones that you need to carry everywhere you go. Yeah. Todd, stay tuned because, again, listeners helping other listeners, we love to hear from folks that use a dual SIM phone. Uh, and a lot of people that have shared it with us in the past say that there's one for personal and one for business, and it sure beats carrying two phones around. But let us know how you best use a dual SIM phone if you do, because it'll help not only Todd, but others that are similarly curious. 800-899-INTO or the audio option, because we want to hear you, on the Into Tomorrow app or mash that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Have I yet mentioned to be sure and check your spam filters? I had two more just before we came to broadcast this very broadcast. Legitimate emails that I found in my spam. And you tell me you don't check yours very often. What's up with that? I've checked it, just not every day. But when I do, I haven't had any legitimate emails. Nonsense. The only person that ever emails me is you. Malarkey. (laughs) I had two more just earlier today. So that's the important thing about, I don't know what's going on with spam, but people are getting found in spam or stuck in spam lately. So do check your spam filters. Oh, and just as importantly, be sure to back up your important data regularly and often. Yeah. That might be considered one and the same, but... It might be redundant and repetitive all over again. Just a little. The cool Into Tomorrow hot. Summer giveaway. This gives us a chance again to tell you no promises, no guarantees, but here's the deal. Any of the items we mention are available to you once you're heard on the air. That's it. No goofy contests, no, you know, answer some tech trivia, no caller number 99, any of that goofy stuff. We just want to hear you on the air with either any question about consumer tech, help for another listener, whatever the case. We got goodies for you. No promises, no guarantees, but mention three or four of the items for that matter. They're all listed, by the way, at intotomorrow.com, and we'll get them to you, hopefully. Like from Sanjean, several of their RCR 40 AM FM Bluetooth digital clock radios. 
Do you like uh, using your phone but wanting it to follow you, perhaps, as you record? Well, we've got several Pivo Pod Actives. You can capture video and images with 360-degree motion tracking and target exposure and auto-zoom, several of those. How about the $1,500 Denago 48-volt electric bike from bike.com? Oh, man, is it fun to ride, too. They sent us one to play with during the summer giveaway. Everybody fights over it. You know, it's my turn. It's really cool. From Brondell, would you like a warm tushy? Huh? Yeah, well, the Swash CL2200 Ultra Thin Luxury Bidet Toilet Seat with remote control is worth $650. They sent us one to send to you, and their Goat Spa Collapsible Travel Bidets, we've got a couple of those to share with you. Scosche provided a box full of stuff, including their armband heart rate monitor, their jump starter with flashlight, a Magic Mount Pro Charge 5, uh, and their GoBat 5K portable power bank. Do you live alone or maybe you and one other person? Well, Dantech provides another one of their Bob the Mini dishwashers worth $450. Man, we got a lot more. We just run out of time when the music ends. Boop, that's it. It's like when the Orbeez stops flowing or whatever goofy thing that is. So you want to check out all the goodies available for you. Just look for the summer giveaway post. It's right there at the top at intotomorrow.com. While you're there, sign up for the tech newsletter. Just put in your email address. We don't share it with anyone. But how do they participate? By calling 800-899-INTO using the free Into Tomorrow app or clicking that Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech including products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things involving science and tech, whatever the case, available today and into tomorrow. And, of course, when you call in and participate, you make the program, you make the show. Your questions, comments, help for other listeners, whatever the case, we love hearing from you, and you can do that anytime, 24-7, when you've got a question, a concern, help for another listener, whatever the case, some tech rage you might want to share, do join us again at your convenience, 800-899-INTO, 1-800-899-4686. Or, of course, you can use the Into Tomorrow app and mash on that button that says Message to Studio. 
A new NASA mission will allow astronomers to discover the hidden details of the most exotic astronomical objects in our universe. That, in and of itself, certainly caught our attention. NASA's Imaging X-ray Polymetry Explorer, or XP, it's I-X-P-E, is a collaboration between NASA, the Italian Space Agency, and Ball Aerospace. Vice President and General Manager for Civil Space with Ball Aerospace is Dr. Mackenzie Listrup. Dr. Listrup, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. This is fascinating. I don't know if I did it justice in, in explaining when I introduced you, but tell me a little bit about what Ball Aerospace does, and then let's get into XP. Yeah, absolutely. It is very exciting. Uh, Ball Aerospace is a company that builds really everything from scientific instrumentation, spacecraft, full missions, research and development, all things in space. Awesome. <laughs> well, that kind of opens the gamut of all sorts of cool things. <laughs> and and but I understand this is the first space mission that's dedicated to observing polarized X-rays. Now, what does that mean, and how is that helpful? Right. So X-rays are generated by some of the most extreme and mysterious objects in the universe. So black holes, dead stars with extreme gravity called neutron stars, and the leftovers from exploded stars called supernova remnants. Hmm. So those X-rays can't be observed from here on the ground. So we have to use a space telescope to do that. What's really uh, unique here is that we're not going to be just taking images like pictures, X-ray pictures of these objects. We're also going to measure the polarization of those X-rays. Now, polarization um, has to do with the electric and magnetic fields of the light, and that can be traced back to the physics that's actually being generated uh, in these objects. We haven't been able to do that before. Wow. So this is really to help investigate physics then in these, I guess, extreme environments. That's right. You know, it it really is going to help us understand some fundamental physics in addition to understanding this kind of astronomy. And of course, you know, understanding fundamental physics can lead to all kinds of unexpected things. So much of our technology, whether that's our phones or advanced medical technology, has come from, you know, space studies and our understanding of basic physics. So this is this is going to do just that. Oh, love it. And of course, you know, with our show, we talk about things happening into tomorrow. You couldn't get more into tomorrow than something like this. I think it's truly fascinating. So the uh, IXPE is where we talked about NASA's Imaging X-ray Polymetry Explorer, but you call you call it XP. Um, the collaboration between you guys with NASA and Ball Aerospace is is this like you've been working together for quite some time on this, and what do you expect to come of it? Yeah, we have been working on it for a while. Scientists from NASA and engineers from Ball, we've been working on learning how we could engineer a telescope to be able to do this kind of science. And we've been at it for, you know, three, four years. And of course, there was a lot of study that led up to that uh, beginning of the mission. So, um, you know, it's going to be on orbit for two years after it launches on December 9th. And we're really hoping to understand the detailed physics of why these objects uh, emit such strong amounts of energy. How did they evolve? We really don't understand that yet. 
Wow. So this is certainly going to help to that degree. I'm wondering now if if XP is designed in a particular way, and if so, uh, how does that lend itself to this mission? Yeah, it, it is designed in a certain way. Since X-rays can't be observed here on the ground, we need to go into Earth orbit so that it can stare out and observe these uh, objects for long periods of time because they're quite far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to the nature of X-rays themselves, in order to focus those X-rays, the telescope has to be designed so that the mirrors that capture them and then the instruments that uh, collect all the data, they have to be separated by about 13 feet. So Ixby looks like a kind of stretched out spacecraft when you look at it. Uh. But it's too long then to fit inside of a spacecraft fairing. So how do you do that? Well, the two ends of the telescope are connected by an origami-like boom. And that boom folds up to a length of only about 12 inches so that it can fit inside of the rocket. Then once it's on orbit it extends out to that 13 feet distance so that we can observe. So from 12 inches to 13 feet when it opens itself up. That's right. That's right. Again, you know, very origami-like and uh, a really clever way of doing this kind of science. Well, that is so cool. And I'm looking at a picture of it on the website. Of course, we'll provide that link. It's a very long kind of convoluted link. So we'll provide that to our audience when you visit intotomorrow.com and just look for the interview with Dr. Listrup. Uh, But it does have a very unusual look to it. Uh, Now, let's talk about, because we hear a lot about the Hubble spacecraft over the years and the telescope and then this telescope going out. So how is it different than those? I mean, obviously, uh, this one's going to be doing, as you mentioned, x-rays and looking into more things. But I'm wondering, how does it compare or does it even compare to these other well-known telescopes? Different physical phenomenon. So for us, you know, taking an infrared image of a black hole only tells us so much. To understand the physics, we really need to go into the X-ray because they're very, very energetic and and due to the, the kind of properties of the of uh, the objects that we're looking at. Hubble Space Telescope, um, which actually Ball Aerospace built all of the current science instruments on the Hubble. Oh wow! Um, H- Hubble was designed to look at a really broad range of astronomical phenomenon and also to look deep into the universe to observe uh, distant galaxies. Very cool. Well, see, now that we're learning about all the things that you guys do at Ball Aerospace, we've got to have you on more frequently because there's more to learn, no question. And you talk about black holes. I'm guessing that we have to only look into them. We can't fly something into them because I guess they'll disappear. <laughs> that's that's right. Yes, we're definitely not going anywhere near one. Oh, um, black holes are regions of space where the gravity is so strong and extreme that nothing can escape from it, not even light. And we've known that for a while, um, but we haven't known a lot about the detailed extreme physics. So what we're doing is going into low Earth orbit. So we're only at an altitude above Earth of about 540 kilometers. You just need to get outside of, of Earth's atmosphere, and then we stare out from Earth orbit uh, to these objects. We have to look for a really long period of time because they're far away and uh, and pretty dim once the light gets to us. And does it take a while? I mean, is there lag time as we typically hear about before you utter uh, a command, for example, for this particular uh, telescope uh, to be able to do something? I mean, that's got to have you guys sitting on pins and needles sometime. It's like, okay, we've asked it to look here. How long does it take before it can see something? 
Right. Luckily, it's since it's not too far away, it doesn't take a long time for the commands to go up to the spacecraft and for the data to come back down. But it can only do that when it's over a receiving station on Earth. So as it orbits, once it comes into range of one of those receiving stations, it'll send down the data and we can send up commands. And then, of course, a lot of the software has been designed uh, to be uh, automated on the telescope. Oh, I would imagine so. This is truly fascinating. We look forward to chatting with you again, and good luck with the launch. You say that's coming up December 9th, so it's uh, very soon. Got You guys are, are certainly, as I mentioned, pins and needles uh, in anticipation of this, and now so are we, since we know so much more about it. It's really very fascinating. Yes, thank you. It's our pleasure. Where can our audience learn more about it? So you can go to ball.com, B-A-L-L.com, or nasa.gov. And the launch will be broadcast live on NASA TV. It is in the early morning hours, so uh, might not be able to to get up and watch it, but it'll be rebroadcast over the NASA YouTube channel. Ah, love it. And, of course, we will send you a particular link. Anybody in our audience that wants to visit us at intotomorrow.com will have the link that gets you to this particular XP program. Dr. Listrup, thanks so much for joining us on Into Tomorrow, and we wish you much success, and we'll be following along with you. Thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure. Wow, fascinating. So do visit us at intotomorrow.com. It's a long link to get the specifics, but we'll get you there, and then you can learn even more. And of course, stay tuned, because we will follow up as things progress with this particular mission. Intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. We continue to bring you further Into Tomorrow. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. As Into Tomorrow continues for the weekend of September 2nd, we are traveling. Chris and I and the team are bringing you coverage of IFA 2022 from Berlin, Germany. So this is a best of this week because we're in the air and or, depending on when you're hearing this, (laughs) setting up the broadcast center to do all these interviews. Multi-cameras, so everything's on video as well. We don't want you to miss a minute of our coverage with IFA and Tech is Back. Yeah, and we hope you're enjoying your uh, Labor Day holiday. That's right. Weekend. Happy Labor Day. Yes. We're laboring. We've we, labored every Labor Day. We have. Wow. Yeah. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Omnipod. Discover virtually pain-free insulin delivery with no multiple daily insulin injections. Visit Omnipod.com slash Dave. Wait, one more time. That important website is? is Omnipod.com slash Dave. Clark in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Clark. Would like to find an economical way to pick up my home internet in a cottage that's next door to our home, probably about 40 yards away. Hmm. Well, Clark, technically any Wi-Fi access point should cover 40 yards, but the reality is that depending on walls, trees, whatever else might be in the way, that might not work well in the real world. 
Now, a good solution for you may be an RV long-range Wi-Fi antenna. You can think of them as just large antennas that plug into your computer to act as an additional wireless network card. Yeah, in the past, we've had a lot of success with the C-Crane Super USB Wi-Fi antenna, uh, which you can buy for around 60 bucks. There really isn't much to using it. You just plug in the USB cable and make sure your computer is using that antenna rather than the built-in Wi-Fi. If you want Wi-Fi for multiple devices, you may be in the market for either a repeater or a mesh network. The mesh network will work if you get Wi-Fi somewhere in the cottage that can that it can repeat. Otherwise, it probably won't be an option. And the most popular options right now are probably Google Wi-Fi, Netgear's Orbi, which we use here at the studio and I use at my house, um, and the Eero, E-E-R-O. Uh, for two stations, you're probably already looking at a cost in the low hundreds. Yeah. Now, the repeater generally has the same restrictions as the mesh networks. And they're harder to set up and use, but they'll cost you significantly less. Yeah, at 40 yards, you do have the option of running a network cable from your home to the cottage and just plugging in an access point on that end. That's also a pretty inexpensive solution. It'll probably cost you under 100 bucks, but it does require laying down 40 yards of cable and somehow getting it inside the buildings at both ends of the run, so it's definitely not the easiest way to go. Yeah, or you might string it along through trees. Or something, but either bury it or or just get it to that cottage. Again, least expensive way to go might work very well in the long run because you're not using Wi-Fi then. You're using a LAN cable. Let us know, Clark, what you end up doing because it'll certainly help others. Dan in Texas calling in via the new Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. We love you for that, Dan. Hello. Welcome into tomorrow. Dave, it's Rocketman Dan. I wanted to talk about what I enjoyed most over the past 25 years. The truth is you and I got to grow up in the greatest age in human history. True. First, we got to experience life without technology Mm -hmm. for the most part. Then we got to watch the world grow its technology and experience the best of both worlds, life with and life without. There was a time that if you called your house and no one was home, you had to just call back later. <laughs> True. Now we can video call anybody at any time, anywhere in the world, or leave a message. Not to mention space travel, and yes, even jetpacks. Where once we said, get off my lawn. Now we're saying, get off my Wi-Fi. Just imagine <laughs> what's in store for the next 25 years. Alan in Ackerman, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk 100.9. Hey, Alan. How do I get my ISP to keep me from being hacked on a slow speed of less than two megabits per second download internet that they provide from their local telephone company? And is there any way of speeding up an internet signal when you have such a slow one as the two megabits per second download and less than one megabits per second upload speed that my ISP company provides me. They force me to use their modem. They will not let no one bring one of their modems to their service. Well, unfortunately, Alan, that figures. There's nothing, though, you can do other than switch ISPs or plans, maybe. They control the speed on their end. And realistically, if they're providing you with such a slow connection, and that's poor, it's likely that the infrastructure is not there for a faster connection. Now, these days, no one offers a two megabits option unless it's the only possible choice. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. 
you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Starting next week here on Into Tomorrow, we're all back to see what innovations the leading brands in the tech market are coming up with. And it all starts, as I mentioned, next week on Into Tomorrow, while we broadcast from IFA in Berlin, Germany. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We've got some really cool interviews lined up, so you're not going to want to miss any of that for coverage. And they're all going to also be on video. So when you visit us at intotomorrow.com, come and see a lot of these very cool, new, innovative products. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more information. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Now, let's say that starting next week, some of our listeners have any questions about anything they hear during our EFA coverage. You want to participate and win, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Andy in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920, The Answer. And we love you for it, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Andy. What is Google Fi? I keep getting those commercials on my YouTube channel about Google Fi. If you could please explain a little bit better about it. What's what's YouTube? YouTube, yeah, um, and and sounded like he was driving a truck through a tunnel, yeah. but he was using the app. There you go. Okay. And, and we do appreciate yeah. that. So, Andy, Google Fi is Google's cell phone service. Originally, it was low cost and relied on always connecting to Wi-Fi and routing calls through Wi-Fi if it was available. So basically, it was a sort of Google Voice, if you will, with the ability to fall back to cellular if it had no other choice. The old Fi used to sell data packages and offer worldwide data. But over time, the service developed into basically just a regular cell phone carrier. Yeah, these days, unlimited plans cost around 60 to 80 bucks a month, depending on local taxes. The service still offers internet access in Mexico and Canada, but not in the rest of the world. And it no longer tries to push Wi-Fi at all costs, though it still uses it whenever it can. Uh, there's no huge advantage or differentiator for Google Fi anymore, and it has the big downside of routing all data through Google, which doesn't exactly have a sterling reputation when it comes to privacy and data protection. Yeah. Uh, now, since they don't have their own network, Google Fi can connect to different leased networks, so you'll probably at least get decent service if you get it. Yeah. Andy, I hope that that helped you out. We do have a couple of friends, uh, Fausto and Israel, that are on Google Fi and have been for years, and they say it works very well for them. And once in a while, it doesn't. 
but usually it does. I mean, like anything else, you know, it's it's a phenomena, if you will. You know, the radio waves and whether or not you have decent cell service or not, and or are you in Wi-Fi? And if so, I mean, my T-Mobile Samsung Galaxy phone uh, is set for Wi-Fi calling. So that if you call me and I'm in Wi-Fi, it'll go via Wi-Fi. Well, that doesn't always work either. It drops the calls and and I haven't moved. What do you think? 800-899-INTO. Anytime. 24-7. 